Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we are back once again, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man and, of course, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, bro? Uh, I could be better, but I'm doing okay, I guess. <laughs> doing well enough, right? Yep, there you go, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. So we, of course, have football talk, and we also have NASCAR to talk about. Oh, yes, NASCAR, baby. That's right. It was the Daytona this past Sunday, and it was one for the ages. And we will be starting with NASCAR first. Are you ready to switch gears and head into the Daytona 500 talk? This is a little weird, but let's do this. I know, right? It's been a while. Let's go. So, on the 20th anniversary of the wreck that took the life of Dale Earnhardt Sr., we had a first of the Daytona 500. Bubba Wallace became the first black man to lead a lap at the Super Bowl of NASCAR. As many may recall, Wallace was in national news last race season when it appeared that uh, someone sent a racial message on his garage at the Talladega International Raceway last June. Um, someone had tied a noose to send that message. After a thorough investigation, the FBI determined that Wallace was not a victim of a hate crime. It just was a misunderstanding because somebody tied the knot on his garage door. Um, and uh, Oops. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't realize what the heck they were doing. That's what they said. I'm just going by what was said. <clears throat> anyway, so this, of course, was happening in the middle, though, of racial tensions that was going on last summer amongst the pandemic uh, that was taking place for nearly a year now. Uh, but to have some positivity history made at the Daytona 500 shows a step in the right direction for NASCAR. Cooper, your thoughts on Bubba Wallace being the first black man to lead a lap at the 500? Pretty awesome, dude. Uh, hats off to him, man. Uh, I don't understand what this whole world is about. This whole racial bullcrap anymore. I get so tired of hearing about it constantly. And, yeah. You know, and uh, really, really sucks having to, to see people you care about and things like that go through 
crap because of people's stupid, like, ignorant bullcrap. Because that's really all it is, is ignorance. Yeah. Um, there's no, no need for rate, you know, black versus white, white versus whatever. It don't matter, dude. We're all people. Yes, sir. So I think it's pretty cool we got this opportunity and, uh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. When I when I talk about stuff like this, I get really, really angry because it just right. It makes me mad. We're in twenty twenty one. People, get over yourself already, please. Yes. Can't we all just get along? It would be nice. I mean, unfortunately, I kind of did understand a little bit the way they were tying it, not meaning to be racial, because the the news not was actually an easy pull-down thing for a garage door. So I kind of understand where he wasn't really thinking, well, it's easy to grab down and pull the door down. But at the same time, it's still a symbolization of racism, black slavery in American history, and it was on the garage of the only black driver in NASCAR currently. So it was just bad all around. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm not really trying to stick up for him. It's just you got to... You just got to be more thoughtful in your process. Um, you got to think about stuff like this, unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, because you got people that will take everything and blow it completely out of proportion. Right. So there you go. Yes, sir. All right. So let's get to the winner of the race. Let's do this. For the first time in 358 Cup races. Our Cup Series starts. Michael McDowell gets his first win, and it comes at the Daytona 500. The race itself struggled through uh, rain delays, but still managed to get the race in early Monday morning, 15 minutes after midnight. (laughs) The race experienced a six-hour rain delay, and the checkered yellow flag waved nine hours after the green flag to start the race. McDowell was a man of fortune as he stayed glued to Brad Keselowski when Keselowski made a move to get past teammate Joey Logano. McDowell stayed put, and and it paid off. Logano would make a block attempt on Keselowski, cashing or causing a last lap. I don't know why I said cashing. That's my bad. Causing a last lap crash, and McDowell was able to drive through the wreck unscathed and take home the checkered flag. McDowell is the embodiment embodiment of being patient, leading to reward. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Michael McDowell? Yeah, man, that's, Daytona that's, 500 that's pretty cool. That's that's a big win, and that being your first win, dude. Right. Ooh, dude, that's that solidifies you as a NASCAR driver. Uh-huh. Not many people can win that race. No, so that's, that's you get to awesome. go down in NASCAR history, winning that race. Exactly. What whether whether it was via wreck or not, uh-huh. still won. So there you, you go. got you got to be in the right position at the right time sometimes, especially yeah. at these speedways. And he happened to be right position, right time. And he managed Why to am off. I thinking a yeah, cold trickle? <laughs> Days of thunder. All right. Just, just, just thinking about it. Shaking <laughs> back the action for you too. Talladega Nights. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that too. All right. So I mean, it ends up working off really, uh, really well for McDowell. Um, congratulations to him getting his first um, victory at Daytona makes it even sweeter. Um, unfortunately for Logano and Kozlowski, teammates ended up causing this wreck on each other, which is a real bummer but yeah. uh uh kind of happy though because it was a ford uh, it's hard to, fords don't usually do well but you know they've been coming on strong late here in racing so it's been nice to see 
Oh, yeah, definitely, man. So. All right, one more final thing from NASCAR. So the super speedways, as we know, Daytona being one of them, always seem to have the big crash involved at some point in the race. The big one, uh, nickname for these type of wrecks that usually involves about 10 cars at least, came in 15 laps into the Daytona 500. Christopher Bell started the uh, early race melee when he pushed Amarillo too hard near the front of the field and forced Stuart Haas Racing Driver to bobble as he tried to avoid a slide. Amarillo ended up turning right into Bowman. Their contact caused others to collide, sending them spinning and skidding through the grass and mud. All involved included Martin Truex Jr., Eric Jones, Jamie McMurray, Ryan Blaney, William Bryan, Ryan Newman, Daniel Suarez, and Kurt Busch were those big names that were involved in this big wreck. So, once again, the big one showed its rear, <laughs> reared its ugly head and took out a good portion of driving. It happens like every time, dude. But yes. It was kind of odd that it happened so early in the race, so... Um, and I mean, we've seen Ryan Newman go through that big crash he did a couple years back, and uh, right, you know, I'm sure it, it freaking gave him a little bit of deja vu. So. Oh, I'm sure. It's it's weird because you see these big ones. Um, speaking of the anniversary of Dale Earnhardt, and his was so mild. It's weird to see that people are able to walk away. I mean, obviously they've gotten better with the car technology to handle yeah. going through all this melee, but just Compared to what happened to Senior, his his wreck was minor compared to oh, yeah. what we've seen at the speedways. And so when you sit there and see somebody actually walk away with it, you're just like, wow, that's that's unbelievable. And that's totally Newman right there. I mean, he mm-hmm. walked away. I mean, bumps and bruises and, you know, hurt, but yeah. he walked away, which it was just kind of an eerie feeling when that, that wreck happened because it kind of reminded me of it. So. Right. All right, man, so we're going to uh, go ahead and uh, shift right back over to the NFL. Are you ready? Let's do this. So, we are officially on J.J. Watt Watch. Oh, yes. Late last week, the All-Pro defensive end asked for and, gra- and was granted his release from the Houston Texans. He spent 10 seasons with the organization that drafted him 11th overall in the 2011 draft. He won three Defensive Player of the Year awards with the Texans, only accomplished by two other players, Aaron Donald being one of those. According to reports verified by Adam Schefter of ESPN and Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, there have been at least a dozen teams that have already reached out to Watts' agent. Watts' release is unique since he was released prior to his contract expiration and done prior to the dead time of the offseason. Watt is free to sign with whoever immediately instead of having to wait on the new league year to start, which is March 17th. Uh, let's see. Um, some key teams that have been um, verified for as absolute interest the Pittsburgh Steelers who have both of his younger brothers the Cleveland Browns Buffalo Bills Tennessee Titans are the ones that we know for sure that have been in contact about Watt so Koopa what are your thoughts on JJ Watt the fact that the Browns reached out to him (laughs) I mean yeah sure why not reach out but I mean Honestly, if this guy doesn't go to the Steelers or go to you know Green Bay, mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see it, man. Uh, so yeah, I think either Green Bay or the Steelers. Yeah, um, one of the teams that actually I was watching Colin Coward talk about um, today, he wouldn't be surprised if he went to the Chiefs to chase a ring. Oh wow, that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, so that would actually be. I can understand why Cleveland was trying is trying 
to have a great player like Watt opposite of Miles Garrett on that line yeah. would actually really solidify that defensive line a lot. Oh yeah, uh, especially with Watt's leadership. So I can't blame them for at least trying. Um, I don't think they're close to really contending, contending, um, because I don't know if they really truly have their quarterback of the future right now or present even. So we'll see what happens in that aspect with Baker Mayfield. Um, but I honestly, I my smart money to me is either on Pittsburgh or Green Bay. Oh, definitely, man. Only because Pittsburgh, because he can go play with his brothers, or Green Bay, because he can still chase a ring and be back home in Wisconsin. Because he grew up in Wisconsin, uh, went to the University of Wisconsin, um, had dreamt about playing um, at Lambeau Field. He got to practice. They had a... What was it? I believe two years ago they had a joint practice up in Green Bay, and uh, he he it gave he said it gave him chills being back in Green Bay and being on the same practice field as a lot of Packer legends. That's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, uh, it runs in his blood, so we'll see what happens, man. I mean, you either with your brothers or you go home. Mm-hmm. Either way, I I think the man's good. Yeah, or go chase a title somewhere. Or that too. Or, I mean, I wouldn't mind if he became a Ram. I know that's like, oh, you're being a homer. Well, the only problem is, is I know he probably won't be a Ram because we run we run a three four, not a four three. So we don't really have a spot for him. But if we ran a four three, <laughs> I would definitely want to have him on my team. <laughs> All right, man. So next up, we're going to talk about the Houston Texans, uh, who are still steadfast in saying that they will work diligently to keep quarterback Deshaun Watson despite overtures from Watson that he wants to play elsewhere and is willing to sit out this coming season. We may actually see a situation that we saw a few years ago when Carson Palmer told the Cincinnati Bengals to trade him or he would quote-unquote retire. The Bengals held on to Palmer close to the trade deadline that year uh, before shipping him to the Raiders. If anything, the Texans may be playing the Bengals strategy to try and gain back some leverage against uh, against the other organizations that know that the Texans do have to trade Watson and are trying their best to lowball the Texans on a deal. Cooper, your thoughts? Man, just let him go. You want him to, you know, if he wants out, let him out. Don't play these these games. Because mm-hmm. you're not just, you know, I understand it's a business. I understand that. But you're also messing with this man's life. You're messing with this man's livelihood, okay? Yeah. You're me- you know, he's going to have to relocate his whole family. All right. Okay? So, um... Let the man go. If he's not happy, let him go. Let him go somewhere he wants to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's not worth it. Um, it's not, it's not, and it doesn't look good on your organization to play games like that. No. But I, I can kind of see whether you want to try to still get the best deal for him. And sometimes wait until the very last minute can sometimes get you a better deal. But but then again, it could not. Yeah. So. Of course, then I guess also again, going back to the, uh, going back to the Colin Coward show, The Herd. Um, he has heard reports that the Panthers are willing to trade Christian McCaffrey, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater, and three first-round draft picks for him. If I'm Houston, I'm taking that deal right now. Dude, that's, yeah. Especially if it's the number eight overall pick, which I believe is what Carolina has that's this year. That's crazy, dude. So, McCaffrey, Bridgewater, the eighth pick this year, and two first-round picks in the next two years. Uh, not yeah, only that, you could you could probably get a good quarterback to to uh, fall maybe at eight, yeah. at eight, or you could trade eight for for up so yeah. for something. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. 
So the quarterback carousel seems to be on hold as though as we wait for the first domino to fall. We were we were all told by Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport that a trade for Carson Wentz was expected early last week, but here we are a week later and he has not been moved. Uh, and I saw that thing last night and told you about it, but it turned out it wasn't true. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. But there have been rumblings that there is momentum towards Sam Darnold being traded by the Jets. People within the organization seem to be pointing to the new head coach, Robert Sala, uh, wanting his own QB to work with rather than take on Darnold. This may this may mean he will be moved first since he has he's on a rookie contract still and will come cheaper than Wentz when it comes to draft capital. So, Cooper, your thoughts. Who gets traded first, Darnold or Wentz? I say Darnold. Say Darnold because of his age, probably, huh? That, yeah, that and because... Like you said, the, the you know the contract deal. Yeah, it's I mean, he's on a rookie cheaper. contract, so it's logical. Yeah, uh, I believe that too. But um, it, it's basically going to come down to whether the Eagles want to where they want to trade Wentz. Uh, right now, we've heard that it's down to two teams. It's down to Chicago and it's down to Indianapolis. So it's basically. Um, whoever is willing to give up a, it's basically come down who is willing to give up a first round pick. Um, we did see something that popped up last night where it seemed like the trade happened, but it actually, um, never actually was true. So it was just a fake tweet that I got. So it was a little bit fake news, <laughs> which kind of was disappointing. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Cause so. then you like the other night, uh, I got this, this thing that said that, uh, the rock had returned to. To Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, he didn't. Right. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't like the fake news. And, you know, it's just like, It's all about trying to be it? first, and it's not, it's never about being right anymore. It's always trying to be, trying to be first. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. So, but, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time saying that Donald might not be traded first, um, like I said, it was because of the rookie contract he's still on, so he, he comes cheaper that way. Uh, draft capital may not be as much um, when it comes to like Wentz is uh, probably going to get for the Eagles. So, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Definitely, brother. All right. Next up, the league has recently announced that they will not be hosting the scouting combine this year. Usually around this time, players would be getting ready to head to Indianapolis, Indiana for the scouting combine for a chance to impress coaches, scouts, and executives for 32 teams. And usually while there, executives and coaches do some special meetings with each other that result in trades, a la quarterbacks, which may be another reason why none of the quarterbacks have moved since the Rams and Lions swapped quarterbacks just this last month. Uh, let's see. Uh, last month, all 32 teams did put money towards the Senior Bowl for this season, and many teams uh, sent personnel they could as many personnel as they could um, to scout the players that way. There will be many teams attending multiple pro days, pro days on campuses across the nation in the coming months, as these pro days will mean more than ever. Top prospect, uh, top QB prospect Trevor Lawrence already held a private workout for NFL teams this past week, as he prepared for shoulder shoulder surgery on his non-throwing side. Um, but he is expected to make a full recovery for training camp. So, Cooper, your thought on the scouting combine not happening this year? I'm sad, dude. I I really like the combine. Me too. Um, it it gives them young players a chance to show what they got. Mm-hmm. 
and it gives coaches a chance to see the up-and-coming talent. Right. And it also gives them a chance to, you know, train and, and get into conditioning. And they're not going to have that this year. Right. And it's another opportunity for you to show how well you work with others because the quarterbacks are throwing to receivers yeah. they've never thrown to. You got receivers playing with quarterbacks they've never played with before, and they could possibly play together at some point down the road. So you got to see how they work together. Corners are guarding receivers they've never faced, and vice versa, and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. it's 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 interesting stuff, and to not be able to see that is just right. It just sucks, and it sucks for them rookies, dude. Because I know uh, a lot about football is is the. Uh, the tradition of it, and, yeah. and the combine is part of that. So, plus those backroom deals that happen at the combine are just fun. You know, that's how the Rams got Jared Goff back in 2016 because Les Need had all that combine time to talk with uh, the Titans general manager about working on a possible trade, um, which then was announced about I think it was about two weeks approximately after the combine had finished that they finally finished their agreement and got it taken care of. So, Yeah, man, it sucks. Yeah, so unfortunately we're going to miss out on a lot of things that could be happening, but at least they still get their pro days and still get a chance to show off. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be definitely unique for sure. Yeah. So we're going to continue our off-season coverage of all 32 teams based off the draft order this year. We look at number 17 overall, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders had some highs and lows this season. Their season basically resembled a roller coaster. This team needs more defensive help and also needs to determine whether or not they truly believe in quarterback Derek Carr. This offseason will provide answers to both. They could also use a player to take the top off a of defense, whether Carr is their quarterback still or not. This pick can go a multitude of ways depending on who's available at 17. So, Cooper, your thoughts on those Vegas Raiders? Yeah, man. Um, I'm still not, weird to say. I'm not... <laughs> Quite sure what to say about this. Uh, I know they have Mariota. I think Mariota could take over and be just fine. Mariota's actually gained some, um, garnered some uh, draft, uh, not draft, trade um, rumors too. Really? Some teams. That's interesting. Unfortunately, one of them is New England. Hey. <laughs> Don't do it, Marcus. Don't go to the Patriots. It's not like he has control over that, but still, just not don't really. go. I mean, you kind of have some. You could just go, you know what, I'm not playing for you. Like, I don't want to play there. <laughs> um, there has been rumors, though, that the Raiders might try to trade for Watson. I don't know what they're going to do. Because, uh, obviously, Carr and, is not going to be a straight-up trade, so they're going to have to come up with something more, and they don't have a whole lot to give up. Um, they got a talented running back in, uh, in Jacobs, so it's not like they don't have that going for them. They could really use another. Waller is a really good tight end at times, but he's not consistent enough. If we got if they got consistency out of the tight end position, um, that would be helpful. But they're definitely not going to be able to get Kyle Pitts at seventeen. Pitts will be gone before that. So. Oh yeah. Um, but like I said, they really do still need help on the defensive side because that's basically what's been kind of holding them back the most is their defense just kind of gives up. You know, too much um, yardage and points at um, at certain points of the year, and you're just like, dude, if you just stop somebody, the offense will, can do enough to win you a game, but you gotta stop somebody. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. Yeah, because we always said defense wins championships. So, 
Alright, so coming in with the number 18th overall pick, the Miami Dolphins. Though we have already discussed the Dolphins who had the third overall who have the third overall pick. So we're going to use this opportunity to discuss who the team who they received the third pick overall from. The Houston Texans again. So the Texans have needs all over the place as the old regime decimated the ball club. Though they still have some decent talent at wide receiver, they still need offensive line help, defensive line help, running back help, tight end help, linebacker help, and help in the secondary. They also need to figure out what they are doing with Deshaun Watson. So Cooper, again, your thoughts on those pitiful Houston Texans. Dude. <laughs> I know, he's like, why do we have to talk about him again? <laughs> There's just so much wrong with this, this organization, dude. Um, yeah. You got rid of your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. That proved costly. Yeah. Now you're getting rid of Deshaun Watson. Not only because he wants to leave, J.J. Watt's already gone. Yep. This team is, is short. Yeah. There's not much left, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to tell him. Pray, yeah. Hope for a miracle? I guess, basically. I mean, really. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. Um. I mean, honestly, like I said earlier when we were talking about it, if you're getting Christian McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater, three first-round picks, and that pick is the eighth pick of this year's draft, take it. Yeah, if they get that, take it. Cause yeah, take it. It will it will uh, boost your ball club and or your ball club. Whatever. Boost the team. Whatever, and uh, you know, and then maybe you'll. I don't know, pick up a good wide receiver. Maybe somebody will fall to the eighth. I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty of depth at wide receiver. I mean, this track, Teddy Bridgewater, so. he's proven that he can, he can fling the ball around and he's a good, you know, good quarterback. The only thing with him is he's got to stay consistent and stay healthy. Yeah, so. well, I mean, like I said, their receiving core isn't that terrible. They have Will Fuller. They still have Brandon Cooks. So they have decent receivers. Yeah. They don't have that big guy that can go win you a 50-50 jump ball. Yeah. So, I mean, you could look at that, but, I mean, still, if you got the eighth pick, Christian McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater, that eighth pick, I'm either turning, I'm trading down and getting more draft assets, or I'm picking uh, uh, my replacement for JJ, or I'm picking offensive line help to keep Bridgewater healthy. One of the two. That's it. That's all I'm looking at. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what you really need to be looking at if you're the Texans at this point. Like I said, so if Carolina's actually offering that, you're dumb for not taking it, in my opinion. So, but all we've heard is it's just three first-rounders. We don't know for sure if it's the their first-rounder this year or not. Even though it's a top-ten pick, I would do it. All right, so picking at 19th overall, we have the Washington football team. It's really hard for me to say that. I want to say the word we're not supposed to say anymore they of course just happen to be the winners of the nfc east division <laughs> yeah the worst division in the nfl this past season however they do have a solid defensive line a pretty good linebacking core and a very talented wide receiver they are looking to upgrade a quarterback after releasing Dwayne haskins prior to the end of the season and alex smith is a free agent and there's no guarantee that the comeback player of the year returns for this team the team did re-sign Taylor Heineke, who was the starter in the playoff loss, and he did pretty decent, actually, even though they lost. I mean, the Buccaneers I mean, shut down the number one offense in the fucking NFL in the Super Bowl, so 
It's not like he did terrible. And they still, I believe they still have Kyle Allen under contract. So whoever they have at quarterback, this team should be finding themselves finding him some protection on the offensive line. So Cooper, your thoughts on the Washington football team? Well, this like I said, one of uh, one of them teams that they're going to need to really dig deep and figure out what it is exactly they need. Because mm-hmm. if they can't re-sign Alex Smith, I mean, they might have an okay quarterback, but they need, like you said, they need a line. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, we will. So like I said, though, at least their defense is pretty much, the defense line yeah. is pretty much taken care of. Their linebacking core, like I said, not too bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. And they actually have a young guy who's, um, I think they either got last year or the year before in the draft. And he's pretty good. So, he, you know, they expect him to keep um, getting better. Um, they need some help in the secondary a little bit because um, they got burnt quite a bit. Uh, quite a bit, a lot. Yeah. Um, which is not good. I mean, your, your secondary looks a little better when your defensive line can get home. But when your defensive line can't get home... <laughs> You get burned in deep in the secondary, yeah, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, like I said, they got to figure out that quarterback situation, and then they can actually figure out where they're going from there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this team looks at one of those possible um, available quarterbacks uh, and just go from there, after, actually. So, if they don't resign Alex Smith, which is yeah. kind of looking like they're going away from Smith, which is unfortunate. It is. Wouldn't mind Alex Smith being the backup to Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles. Just saying. Yeah. Could be worse. Could have Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) Speaking of the Bears, (laughs) they're picking at 20 overall. Rumors are swirling currently that they may trade this pick to the Philadelphia Eagles as part of a package to get Carson Wentz. However, if they do not trade for Wentz or are outbid for him, they still need an answer at quarterback since the team does not trust... Mitchell Trubisky any longer. They may still find one via trade with some quarterbacks still available. Unless they, uh, unless one of the top four happen to fall to them, I do not see them grabbing Mac Jones or Kyle Trask here and uh, look for a possible playmaker to either replace or work with Allen Robinson. Cooper, your thoughts on Duck Bears. Yeah, man. I, I think that's that's what a lot of these teams are, are, are missing is that, that quarterback. I mean, he's the general on the field, so mm-hmm. I think that's probably what they'll be going after if they don't get, like you said, said deal. So. Yeah, with either Carson Wentz or getting another one of these um, available quarterbacks. Uh, I just... There's always that possibility one of the top four can slide. Um, something may happen. Weirder things have happened where... You know, we saw we saw one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game, Aaron Rodgers, slide down to twenty. What was it, twenty fourth mm-hmm. to Green Bay, when everybody thought he was going number one. Alex Smith ended up going number one that year to the 49ers. and he just free he just did a free fall. Um, but the only problem is there's a lot of quarterback needed teams ahead of the Bears, so I don't think if one of them does fall, I don't think he falls for very long. No, not so, that far, dude. No. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, Chicago, Like I said, Chicago really needs to get that quarterback situation figured out. 
once they do, there's not a whole lot they need. They do need another playmaker either to complement Robinson or to replace him. So that means they either need one or two, depending on what happens with Robinson. And then, uh, basically, they really just need Tarek Cohen to stay healthy because he's a really good running back. And their defense is stout. So, Yeah, man, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens with this. Uh, yeah. You know, go Bears. Go the Bears. The Bears. SNL skit, anyone? No? Yes? No? Huh? Alright, whatever. I tried. I tried, damn it. I really did. Alright, man. So that does it for us for this week. Thank God it's over. Sorry. <laughs> Don't yeah, mean it that way. But this week is being It's quite been long. The pain in the ass with the weather and some other things going on. This is like, eh. Yeah, sir. We're all ready for this week to be over. So, this Saturday, preview for the Elimination Chamber match. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sunday, of course, basketball, baseball talk, if any baseball news occurs. Not much has been going on in the world of baseball, so we're probably just going to be just the big orange ball night instead of a little white ball night slash orange ball night. We'll see what happens, though. Things could happen between now and Sunday. Too many balls. And then we're going to talk about the (laughs) oblong ball again next Tuesday. (laughs) And, of course, we'll recap the um, next race that also is at Daytona, but it's actually the Daytona Road Course this weekend. Oh, yeah, cool, man. So, that does it for me. Anything from you, Cooper? Nah, man, I'm good. I just hope everybody has a good night, and uh, we'll see you guys Saturday. Sort of. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. (laughs) So, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.